Welcome back, Red Spotters, to the Red Spotlight Entertainment Podcast. I'm your host, Alexis Soto, joined by Kyle Lira, of course, and Peter Martinez. And Kyle was laughing for no reason. He forgets, of course, that when we're recording, the interruptions in internet are not caught. So that's why he was just laughing randomly out of nowhere, in case anybody was wondering why. We're here for the review of the latest Marvel film, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, directed by Sam Raimi, written by Michael Waldron, produced by Kevin Feige, and starring a whole bunch of people. Um, and we're just going to go ahead and jump straight into it. We've been talking about this film and the lead up to it for weeks now in regards to the spoilers, in regards to the cameos, as well as the reviews that came out, the early reactions, and then also the interviews that Sam Raimi gave. I don't think it's any secret at this point how we all feel about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We've we've given so much airtime to it. I feel like all of our um, worries and concerns and expectations, uh, for the most part, have been laid out on the floor. Um, and... We saw the movie, and now we're going to talk about it. So, without any further ado, Peter Martinez is going to get his phone out. Um, I mean, he has his phone out anyway. He doesn't listen to a word I say. He just looks at his phone the entirety of the show, which is fine, of course. I have ADHD. Well, I don't have ADHD. I just don't care. Act like you do? Okay, great. Well, now this is the moment where you get out your phone, you pull up Mm -hmm. the Letterboxd app, which is our sponsor, of course, and you are going to read the synopsis for the film. Put code red spotlight for 15% off of your Letterboxd subscription. (laughs) Letterboxd, where their model is, if it's here, it's a movie. Okay. (laughs) Doctor Strange. Unless, of course, it's not, because, of course, Letterboxd officially responded through Twitter, but that wasn't the case whatsoever, and it is Ah. currently under review. So, again, we don't do false advertising here. We do nuance, and that was a bold-faced lie, and that's going to come up again. And if you want to go there already, we're going to go fucking there. That was a fucking lie. So go ahead, Peter, with the the synopsis. (laughs) Directed by Sam Rami. Enter. Saw, that sounds like uh, an up and coming director. He is. He just got off. He just got off an indie hit a few years back. Uh, Oz, Oz, the Oz the Great, Great Powerful. Powerful. Yes. <laughs> what a way to leave. <laughs> yeah. That was quite the mic drop. Uh, enter a new dimension of strange. Doctor Strange, with the help of mystical allies, both old and new traverses the mind-bending and dangerous alternate realities of the multiverse to confront a mysterious new adversary. Cast Benedict Cumbersnatch, Elizabeth Olsen, <laughs> Chiwetel Ejiofor, <laughs> Benedict Wong, and Gomez. Uh, crew, Sam Raimi, Danny Elfman, John Matheson and Bob Murawski. Uh, and produced by, of course, Scott Derrickson. So, okay. <laughs> okay, so the actor who played America Chavez. Yeah, I so said Ch- her name. Uh, you just said Gomez. Yeah, like Gomez Adams. It's a name. Okay, no, so chill. 
So chill, Gomez. So she. It's so she, isn't it? Sophia Gomez. Okay. So. Okay. So chill. That's how you pronounce your name. So chill, Gomez. All right. Um, So chill, not so chill. Although that would be a cool name. What's your name? So chill. I've had enough of your mansplaining. Anyways. (laughs) Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Badness. Um, We had a lot of apprehension and worries and maybe even hopes coming into the movie as mr soto has stated we have now all seen the film um and i very much feel walking out of it we came away with uh different feelings for a variety of reasons uh, we also should mention conversation David and Alexis also yeah, saw them the as well. film, mm-hmm. and they also had different opinions on the film. Yes. Um, well, I I don't usually start. Would you guys like me to start? Uh, sure. The floor is yours. Okay. Um. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, before you go off, what did uh David say about the film and then Alexis? Since they're not here, uh, Alexis, Ms. Alexis said eh like i think she just sent a gift like it was the so hand so. back and forth yeah so so um and uh david said he loved it and he'll never see it again um seems a bit mixed there you would uh, uh, yeah it seems like he has as many personalities as moon knight there um yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that is. Um, I'm sure when you speak to him on this film, uh, he will elaborate next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that that's how they felt. I don't know. I know you guys spoke to them further on call. I didn't, so I don't know if they. Well, I would say um, when we can get when we get into the actual specifics, I can mention. I, I had a, I spoke with Alexis about uh many of the issues she had with the film and when we get into that territory we can do so um before we get into any of this uh what have you made of the reaction the film has received oh it's pretty funny yeah i've enjoyed it I uh, should have mentioned at the top, the film debuted to $187 million in its opening weekend at the domestic box office, the 11th highest uh, opening at the box office. Uh, and uh, interestingly enough, it is at the moment one of the lower uh, Rotten Tomatoes scores. Not that that means anything, but it's in the 70s right now. It also received a B cinema score, which is just a step above the two lowest Cinema scores for uh, Marvel films, which were Eternals at B minus and Thor at B. So that's something that stands out for a Marvel film not getting an A. That always stands out from the general audience. So just to put that out there, um, to put that into the, into the conversation. So there is that. So if that's all I want to say on it, uh, Peter, continue with what your feelings were with the film. Uh, how I felt about the film? Yeah. Okay. Um. Hmm. 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 Um. What I had wanted was um. Uh. Well, I'll just say this. This is another film 
that I personally really enjoyed that I know for a fact would have been better if it weren't a part of the MCU. <laughs> I feel like it's just a rec- it's just a thing at this point, and maybe I just need to come to terms with it. But then the, uh, on the other end, I'm like, no, fuck you. You know, I ain't got to come to terms with shit. Uh, you know, I'm just, I just expect better. But I, I just feel like there's, especially recently, there's just been a lot of MCU films where I'm like, I really like this. And I think I would have loved it if it wasn't produced by Kevin Feige. Um, I felt that with Eternals. Um, I'm pretty sure I felt that with Shang-Chi. Um, uh, I felt that with Spider-Man No Way Home because it's like there's so much I like here. I, I just wish it wasn't shot like a shitty uh, SNL sketch or a TV show on ABC. Um, or Disney Channel. Or Disney Channel. Yeah. Uh, and here it's funny because that's not the issue. It's actually the 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 issues are a little reversed. It's like the visually it's awesome. Uh direction wise, it's awesome, I think. I think it's so well done. Um the issue comes when it comes to the script. And I know a lot of people have feel like the script's just like a major piece of shit. I don't think it's a major piece of shit. Um just I a just minor that, piece of shit. <laughs> my, well, a, a lot well I guess a lot of the issues just lie with the fact that it's an MCU movie where it's like we need to connect this to this TV show that maybe not everyone saw, and we need to be a sequel to the original Doctor. Well, which Strange. TV show? Because people are also expecting. Oh, Loki that's and right. What if to then, tie yeah. into this movie. Well, as well, that's their expectation. To you. Yeah, uh, I I can't do anything for people's expectations. No. Most specifically, it was supposed to serve as like a sequel to a certain television show, WandaVision. Um, it's supposed to serve as a sequel to the original Doctor Strange. It's supposed to serve as a sequel to Endgame. It's supposed to serve as an introduction to uh, America Chavez. It's supposed to serve as an introduction to uh, certain aspects of the multiverse and also include specific cameos because that's all Marvel really has at this point as far as like the tricks up their sleeve. It has to do a lot of certain things that Sam Raimi never would have done had you just given him the reins and said, make a Doctor Strange movie. If you did that, he would have made, a, a, I think, a very, very different movie. With the constraints you put him on, I still think he made a pretty good one, and, and or at the very least, a pretty darn entertaining one. But the constraints put on him are just... Uh, shitty like they don't lead to more creativity they just kind of lead to the stifling of creativity because you know how that some people feel like well if you put up barriers if you um not put up barriers but just the difficulty difficulties that come with making a film lead to creativity sometimes and that's true uh you know you don't have money to but work not this by sh- sh- but not by uh, this level of like constraint that yeah it's a different kind and also like i feel like because i feel like 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 let's just compare compare apples and oranges here uh you have like phase one and they were able to get away with a little bit more 
because yeah, it sure. was under the Disney well, there umbrella. Well, they were still kind of still, movies at that yeah. point. Yeah. It wasn't a TV show yet. They, like, sure, they had some characters that were in one movie come in another, and they had their after credit scenes. But for the most part, they were still just making movies and not episodes in a TV series. Right. Now they're full-on just episodes in a TV series. Episodics, yeah. Um, which, again, hurt, help, I don't know. But uh, overall, my feelings are that I I feel if Sam Raimi at like Sam Raimi with his hands tied behind his back is still much better than the majority of directors out there. Like working. a Peyton Reed project uh, and yeah. such, and uh, yeah, uh, like somebody handcuffed. With actual- Somebody with actual vision to be behind, you know, pun intended, somebody with actual vision to be, you know, mm-hmm. to pretty much guide a project like this. And, like, you you see the term madness, you know, in your title, and you're expecting to see some, like, crazy visuals and all that stuff. I don't know much about the multiverse shit. We'll get to that later. Um, but... the. He, I could definitely tell that this is a Sam Raimi film by by just looking at it, you know, contextually. And I think that if that is the case with like uh, most Marvel movies, like like Chloe Zhao, you know, like you could tell that you know with the cinematography alone that it's a Chloe Zhao film, you know, or like you look at uh, you look at what's it called, Kenneth Branagh. And you could you could kind of when he when it gets like the Asgard shit, you could definitely tell that it is a Kenneth Branagh. I mean, just like little stuff like that, you could like tell the identity. And uh, like what you're saying, I would rather uh, uh, an MCU movie have its own identity than than not. You know, uh, and I feel like that's where like this movie has its like it's it's strong suit because it is it does have its own identity and. If you were to pick a frame from this movie, I'd be like, oh, that's Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. If you were to pick a part, you know, put like, for example, Shang-Chi or something like that, put on screen like a random shot, pick a number, you know, kind of thing. I look at that shot. I'm like, okay, I don't know which. What could it be? What could what could it be? So I, I love the fact that it has its own identity, you know. You were saying, Peter. Um, no, just, just, I, I guess my point is overall, is just, um, while obviously it could have been better, as we were saying, um, mostly due to the fact that it, it ties line the MCU, what we did get, I did end up enjoying quite a bit, so. All right, Kyle. Um... I agree with Peter in this uh in this uh in this stance. It it's a very like weird thing. First of all, I was expecting this movie to be utter shit, so it kind of helped my enjoyment of it. You know, like my my expectations were so low on this movie and I was just like cuz I've heard the rumors like all the cameo, you know, fodder and whatever. And so I was completely like do i okay i mean it's just it's just obligate you know obligations at this point you know seeing this movie but 
I was pleasantly surprised, you know? I have not felt uh, this way to a movie since probably uh, since when I saw Fantastic Four theaters, <laughs> you know? I mean, and I'm not saying that in a bad way because, you know, I am in, I'm probably in the minority that actually like those movies, you know, um, and I, like I haven't felt that, you know, I haven't felt life in a superhero movie like that um, of this like lightheartedness, I guess, even though there are like, I know it's a contradiction because like, there's a bunch of horror aspects in it, but it, it, it's not that light-hearted of, like, uh, you know, it, it harkened back to the early 2000s where you have the X-Men, you know, coming in and, you know, you have the ridicu- <laughs> ridiculousness of, like, Mystique's design and, and all that stuff. And I felt like the ridiculousness has been a much-needed aspect in superhero films for a while, you know. And and I appreciate this movie for it. Like this movie is completely ridiculous, but I love it for its ridiculousness. Uh, it, the visuals are absolutely fantastic. There are a couple. There are a few shots where I I think are standout MCU mo- you know move you know moments and. And so on and so on. So I I was actually pleasantly surprised coming out of this movie. Um, would I say it's the best MCU movie? Fuck no. But uh, I did not come out hating it. Nor uh, I'm I'm borderline like love with this movie because because I just it, it, I had a bastard good time with the cheese. And it was absolutely delicious. It was absolutely delicious. And uh <laughs> and uh I wanna do another rewatch. I wanna do another rewatch soon. Uh it's it it, it, it yeah. This is what the now I was like, now this is how you superhero film, you know? Um and I haven't felt that way since uh Matt Reeves took his spin on one. <laughs> <laughs> so like a month ago hey it's it's been a long it's been a long few months i mean we sure as hell know it wasn't peacemaker so i mean uh-huh. can't speak to that you know uh-huh. <laughs> Funny. i mean you want to talk about the tone i mean i don't know but you know, peacemaker is certainly out there currently all eight episodes streaming on hbo max yeah. for your pleasure and soon coming back for a season two and maybe even also a spinoff based on amanda waller from the show so the spinoff of a movie is itself getting its own spinoff so i don't know i mean that just seemingly screams success i don't know incredible about you. right there Sounds yeah. like ringing endorsements all around. It seemed as if like we're in a James Gunn renaissance of all places, yeah. and so... Um, Be ashamed to miss tense. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it definitely would be. Um, This movie, Matt. Look, uh, Sam Raimi. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was, I would say, a treat in and of itself that we got to experience a Sam Raimi film, period this day and age, and then also a Sam Raimi film uh, that happens to be a blockbuster and also happens to be a superhero film um, at all. And I feel like, uh, visually speaking, this is entirely his film. 
And I think Peter really touched on something when he said that all of the usual problems that all Marvel movies have, a lot of them don't seem to be an issue here. And I think this is only just like proof, right? That what we've been saying is right all along. When you bring in a director that has, you know, any kind of semblance of a visualistic imprint and it does wonders for your movie. An a lot of the problems, literally, a lot of the problems that we've had with these films, with Marvel Cinematic Universe films, let's be clear about that in particular. The lack of color, the lack of sets, the lack of extras. The lack you know, of the lack any of... interesting shot whatsoever. <laughs> exactly. It's all here. And it shows you what we've been missing for so many movies. You know, you bring up an interesting idea, Alexis. You know, <laughs> you know, I uh, dare I say it? Dare I say it? I I would be down to fuck around with a Michael Bay directed <laughs> MCU movie at this point. Are we scraping the bottom of the barrel? Who well, knows? at least that would be interesting, right? Yeah. At least that would actually be some kind of a calculated risk. And it would be kind of exciting to see how that would play out. Whereas, I don't think anybody's crying over John Watts leaving Fantastic Four. Uh, oh, no. Whatever shall we do? <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I can... It's sad, but like we probably didn't know how good we had it with John Watts directing that film because if they replace him with with um what's his name, the uh, Peyton, Reed. Peyton, Peyton Reed, Reed, yeah, that's gonna be that's disgusting. a million times worse because Peyton Reed has been lobbying that job for years, according to inside reports. So if you ask, I mean, if he bitches enough about the job, and now there's an opening, <laughs> I'm I'd- sure he called. Kevin Feige that morning. Like, hey, I'm still available. <laughs> I'm still open. Yeah. So, like, yeah, all I'd that stuff John is definitely... Oh, well, look, all that stuff... I directed, maybe. <laughs> maybe he can direct it, but if he writes it, well, we know how bad that's going to be. Um... Visualistically, the film is superb on a level the MCU, I don't think, has ever even bothered to do it. And you know what? I Ultimately, the biggest issue with the film is the fact that Sam Raimi did not have the opportunity to make this film holistically his. And we all know whose fault that was. It was Kevin Feige. It was the studio system. It was the Disney executives. It was the whole mentality of that operation, which is like, look, we've got a factory product here. We can let you come in and maybe play with the colors a little bit. But we, we, we need you to understand that at the end of the day, this is going to be what it's going to be. Okay. All right. And this is ultimately what happens when you do that. Uh, I feel like visually we've got an amazing movie. The rest of it, we don't, clearly. And that's kind of what happens ultimately at the end of the day. The transitions, by the way, I cannot like, I think maybe the transitions were some of my favorite parts of the whole film. I was uh, like, I'm still thinking, Marsha Lucas, are you behind the editing bay? <laughs> They're wonderful, though. And it's just like, that is style. Yeah. That's the kind of style that like, the MCU has been so allergic to. Swipes and halos is all, uh, is all 
good editing. Like, to me, one of my favorite ones was when um, Doctor Strange gets knocked out by Multiverse Mordo, and then it cuts to, and then, like, uh, it, like, what, what what's that effect? That's the where, Halo. Like, it, is that the Halo? Yeah. Where, it, like, it goes to black, but then, yeah. it, like, the circle? Okay. And then it, it opens back up with Wanda. Honestly. And then, if that wasn't, like, great enough, we also got Danny Elfman. What's this? Who's just going, he's going crazy and yeah. at it with this score in a way that just brings the film to life. There's a particular it's like you, scene that I'm going to discuss that I... You noticed the music. I was... You noticed the music. The about... Oh, I, I think I... Is it a reference? <laughs> no. Okay. I, okay. Uh, I thought... I thought. No, it's not a reference. Right. I just okay. thought that... We'll talk about it later, okay. but it's probably one of the most coolest sequences in an MCU movie. I I will say I I enjoy the way that he has a very '90s mentality of like witchcraft. <laughs> so it's a lot of electric guitars. Yeah, in like, it's very metal dirt, sometimes. Dirt, you know, yeah. <laughs> like the, that sequence where yeah. uh, Mordo is discussing dreamwalking. And it's just like fading the faces like back and forth between her like doing the spell and him telling it like it's a ghost story. And they're just like, like, like just the fades of the faces back and then the music like. Might as well, you know, on that sequence. It it felt like a movie, which is weird because I was at a Marvel movie. Right. (laughs) In that sequence, you know, might as well add like the footage of the. Of the creepy old uh, woman in the basement in uh, Evil Dead. Ah, uh, well. Taunting a Bruce Campbell. There was another sequence I thought it might pop up, but yeah. Yeah. The thing is, um, the film is practically littered with so many, like, little bits and pieces that last, a, a, you know, a, f- a few seconds here and there. Um and I love all those little moments. I don't love the package as a whole. And I think I don't like. What was the other thing I was going to say with this? Um, uh, when it comes down to it, the story. Don't care. When it comes down to any of the characters, I don't care. And when you don't, when you don't got me at that, you don't got me with this movie. And I think at the end of the day, while looking back at a lot of these wonderful filmmaking aspects of this movie that I do love, by the way, the fun Sam Raimi was having with like getting to put in as many horror shots as he can. Like, I feel like he had a checklist of like, okay, how many like scenes he can shoot with like classic horror, you know, his classic style. He got a lot of them in there. As many as he could. And that, you know, gave this movie some kind of character and some kind of life. And I thank him for that. But I don't care about a single character in this movie and um, or actor. Uh, not saying that there were bad performances. There were uh, really good performances, you know, throughout the movie. But I found myself aching to feel something. And I just sat there um, feeling completely numb Um, after a certain moment. Because I will say the film starts off where when it comes to that action sequence with the eyeball monster, 
that was particularly exciting. And then it slows down, and then things happen, and then it loses me with something. But when uh, uh, putting that to the side, when it jumps into the multiverse um, part of the movie, I feel like it just lost me completely. It got me back at that last action sequence with uh, really inventive stuff, I feel, with like um, the dreamwalking aspect, how it played a part in the climax of the movie. But for the most part, I it's mixed because I don't I don't hate it because I don't I mean, I just I feel nothing for it ultimately as a film. I just don't care at the end of the day. Um, yeah, that's where I stand. So that's those are our initial impressions. And with that, um, I think we can go ahead and open it up with like uh, the particulars of this film and where we want to go off with uh with that um, gentlemen by all means take it away i'm going to push back mhm okay not hard but just a little bit um like when you say you feel numb and you felt nothing um i mean i can't say you're wrong right cuz that's just, that's how you felt um, but I'll say but can that... I can I add on I want, before you push back? I want to double down on that uh-huh. because literally I was pissed off Th- that whole oh, last yeah, we, week. I, I we was pissed tell. off, and I I I, I dipped mm-hmm. on honestly from what I hear was a pretty funny like last post credit scene. It was funny how Campbell. angry the audience got. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, audible I, look, groans. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> and I'm like yes. <laughs> Well, there were some other satisfying moments in the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, not that they liked it, uh, that I enjoyed there. Mm-hmm. But like, but that first post credit scene kind of broke me. I feel because like, oh, it was yeah. Fu- I fucked that credit scene. I was like, you know what? That to me kind of encapsulates like where I am with Marvel right now, where I feel like I'm being strung along mm-hmm. on an endless like stream of stories that ultimately have no end in sight and no meaning. And this whole thing honestly felt like. Man, why do I why do I like these movies again? Like, and I asked that yeah. myself. That's the question so many times. So, that's how I felt, honestly. This is what I told you about endings. This is why I've always said endings <sighs> are so important. You can't have any sort of satisfactory storytelling. You can't have a satisfying third act or conclusion to any characters or anything if the stories are never intended to end. If everything is meant to be open ended. If everything is meant to be reversed, if everything is meant to be this or this or that, and it's like, how can you have any sort of emotional uh, attachment, I guess? It, I mean, even when it's yeah, left like, open-ended, is... kind of, well, well, maybe not even open-ended, but there's a, a major character in the, in, in the form of Wanda mm-hmm. who apparent, well, apparently dies, quote-unquote, but nobody buys that. Yeah. So you can't even buy into that. Yeah. So it's like nothing has an ending. She's not dead. No, she's not. No, no. It's Elizabeth um, Olsen. I will say, like, have you guys ever seen Drag Me to Hell? Okay, elaborate. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take the silence as a no. It's it's uh, Sam Raimi's, the last horror film he made. Uh, it's from the, like, 2011 or something like know. that. Oz the Great and uh, Powerful was pretty uh, terrifying. Not in the <laughs> traditional sense, though. 
Yeah, that's that's that was a different story. Uh, but drag me to hell she was the turns, last horror film. <laughs> she turns green because <laughs> James Franco hurt her feelers. That is true. <laughs> no one's ever. Uh... Yeah. Um... <laughs> Point being, uh, this film had a. Uh, an ending very reminiscent to Drag Me to Hell. It's actually a great classic Sam Raimi ending where our protagonist ends screaming in agony as uh, the horror that has chased them this whole film, you know, shows up yet again to uh, show that all is not over. And then, you know, cut to black. And then like two minutes later, Everything has to kind of seem fine because we need our Marvel stinger, right? Yeah. And and that the ending, like the super cool ending, I thought it was a cool ending, right? That that cut that's like classic Sam Raimi ending, juxtaposed to the post credit scene. To me, exemplifies the problem, right? Yeah. Like th- these two things, don't they're like two puzzle pieces that don't fit, because one person's trying to tell a story. And one is trying to keep the stocks from falling, and <laughs> it, it's it 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 doesn't fit. You know, there's no connected tissue. But I will say, I didn't feel nothing. Um, while the storytelling there is definitely shallow and a little thin, to say the least. What is there? Uh, whatever meat is on that bone. I do find to be delicious, uh, if I can metaphor. put it in 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 that way. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. I love thank my you. Metaphors, so. um, <laughs> uh, because there is like a real juxtaposition between Wanda and what she's going through, and <clears throat> Stephen and what he's going through. Uh, yeah, and I. <laughs> Look at, look at, he's already. I would up. be. He's already. I would ready. be more willing to entertain that if it weren't for a character I do not give a fuck about being you know, the righteous one at the end of it, and the okay, whole well, like well. sanctimonious attitude people okay. are having with like, okay, I uh, let just me. I'm bothered by it, but let, go okay, ahead. I know that. you hate little brown girls. Okay, <laughs> just chill. I wasn't. I wasn't even talking about America. I. I okay, I know you always, hate America. We're always talking about America. <laughs> <laughs> I know you hate America. Uh, calm, calm thine tits. This is this is the thing. And it's Someone very... should have said that last week when a lot of people were not very much happy. Well, with America. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. calm thine tits. Yeah, let's go. Just plaster it on a bumper sticker. Hmm. Shut up and sit down. Well, yeah. Um, because uh, the sort of question posed throughout the film, uh. It's it's not the mission statement of the film, but it, it's sort of uh, a, the sort of question that's meant to ultimately get an answer by the end is the whole thing of like, are you happy? Right. Because uh, you have these two unbelievably powerful beings um, that are capable of just about anything uh, and they're not happy. And they're not happy for very similar reasons because they've lost out on the possibility of the possibility of a future with the people they love the most 
right? And one individual can't let that go and isn't capable of moving on. And the other one, uh, through their journey, kind of has to learn that you have to let that that ability to let go and move on and and sort of be thankful for be okay with where you are you know and and sort of uh starting a new path right uh being able to heal and move on from that lost possibility and yeah like that stuff is not it is 100% there it is thin but it's there and whenever they do touch on it, I do think it's done well. Like, I do like the scenes between Steven and uh, Christine. I really liked the stuff at the wedding. I really liked the stuff with him and eight, I think it was at 838's Christine. Um, I thought all that stuff worked. I thought the emotional moments, I thought. Because Benedict Cumberbatch hasn't really been asked to be emotionally vulnerable at any point in his time as this character. Even in the first one. Not really. And here is the first time where you really see that. And and the walls come down just a little bit. And I do feel there's a certain level of acceptance and growth with Steven, right? And there is symbolic gestures in that way. He finally fixes his broken watch. Um, by the end of the film um sort of a a symbol of like moving on and yeah yeah and um he finally bows towards um (laughs) towards uh towards wong and just little stuff like that and yeah the emotional stuff with wanda i thought worked as well mostly due to the amazing acting by um the third olsen twin um don't let them tell you that she's younger because she, she's she's a t- she's one of the triplets. Um, they say twins. She's the third one. Uh, I all that stuff I thought was really really good. Um, so yes, is it thin? For sure. Is it a bit shallow? Yeah. But I I guess I also am able to forgive some of that stuff. Because it's not three fucking hours long, or even two hours and 30 minutes long. Like, it doesn't drag Over, my ass around drag you to hell. <laughs> for so long. It doesn't drag me to fucking hell, which is, you know, a three-hour movie c- yeah. completely devoid of substance, even though it thinks it has any. Um, it's thin, but it knows it's thin. So, it, it it's efficient with your time, and it's efficient with the storytelling. So, it's like... Fun, crazy shit, fun, crazy shit, fun, crazy shit, fun, crazy shit. Here's a nugget of a nice character moment. Fun, crazy shit, fun, crazy shit, nice character moment. Little nugget. Fun, crazy shit, fun, crazy shit, fun, crazy shit. So, yeah. All wrapped in Would a nice have... two-hour mm-hmm. bow. Yes. Would... Now, again, I, I've already acknowledged that a better version of this film could absolutely exist, right? I can yeah. tell you a million ways where you could, you could do this, do that, do that, whatever. But for what does exist, I think works more than well enough. Um, so I think, like ultimately, at the end of the day, I I hear what you're saying there. I feel like 
you and I were on different wavelengths in terms of like whether or not we were in the mood to roll with the punches. Mm -hmm. And it seems like you were very much like you had the attitude of like, well, I know ultimately this is a version of something that could have been far superior if it were in the hands of another studio. Mm -hmm. It's not that you accepted that. And it seems like what was there was sufficient to uh, at least the expectations that you had. He went through the five uh, stages way early on. Well, it's like with me, I I was in a very pissy mood that whole week. And I had hoped that this would like ch- turn that around and only add it on to the horrendous, uh, I guess, just ickiness of what that week was. Because all those moments that you mentioned, like... I agree they're serviceable and they know that they're flimsy, but the whole time I just kept thinking, well, it's really mostly Rachel McAdams doing like the heavy lifting with those scenes. Let's be real here. Sure. I mean, I, 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 I can't be like, I can't pretend to like say that I care much for Benedict's like care. Like I, I don't, I don't feel a character there when it comes to Doctor Strange. He's just kind of an empty vessel for me. Like I, I kind of get no charisma off of him mm-hmm. with anybody. Much less am I in the mood to feel that with him and Christine? Because what is the cardinal sin that a lot of these Marvel films have done with like their female protagonists in a lot of these films? They're just like the love interest that's sidelined and there to be there, like in. That Christine's role in the first Doctor Strange. Do I appreciate the fact that in this film there was more of an effort to? I know the time. We'll get there. There was more of a t- of an effort to have a story with the romance, with like be at the centerfold of Strange's arc. Yes, I appreciate that effort. But at the same time, I, I do feel a bit like condescended to <laughs> with like this whole like notion that they have a really loving and complicated relationship. But it, it doesn't fly when we weren't purview to that. We didn't see any of that. And it's hard for me to, like, care or feel anything for them. I mean, you saw and enough of it in the first film. I don't remember the first movie. That, well, and we haven't the, seen this the, in six years. This is, like, but that's a problem with the MCU. Like, yes. that's my point. Like, like yeah. when you're serving as a sequel to a film that came out over half a decade ago... Because God damn, can you believe that? Yeah, well, yeah, be, and then also that character has been used as the side character in several other films, and we just haven't had a moment at all to stop and say like, "Hey, how are you feeling?" You know, for over half a decade since he's even you know popped on screen. Only now are we getting to a sequel, but it can't. It's not allowed to just be his sequel. It has to serve as. This exploration of the multiverse and a sequel to Endgame and Infinity War. And and it has to jump off what Spider-Man did. And it has to be all these everything. And, and I, I guess for me, I felt the film was self-aware enough to go, we're two hours, okay? We are just going to be a, a, a wish-bang, super fun, super off-the-wall experience right and the when so when i say like there's little nuggets of stuff that work the reason i say that works for me is because i think the film is self-aware enough to go uh, we're we're it's what it is (laughs) this is what it is so what we are gonna do is put in as much creativity and fun into just being a creative and fun movie. And as far as I'm concerned, there's nothing wrong with just being 
a creative and fun no, movie. Not at all. And I agree with you. I think like the one who is self-aware, obviously, the director, Mr. Yeah. Sam Raimi, and you can tell that from the interviews he was given. Like, look, he did he had to do the job, which was like put this all together, put in a little bit of what he usually likes in all of his movies in here. And that's why those moments where the characters are given them, you know, a moment to breathe are actually present. You know, that's why they're there. I don't think these were like concerns that quite frankly Kevin Feige ever seems to have. No. But when you say the film itself feels like it's self-aware, where I kind of lose – you lose me a little bit on that is because, the, I mean, there were 40 minutes cut from this movie, right? Like, we know that. And I feel like that from what's come to light, at least from what I've read and heard, that seems to be primarily motivated by the idea that a lot of these big cameo surprises are being saved for a much bigger multiversal event, which, by the way, I know – We've discussed it, and I know some people, some of us are, like, looking forward to that. Like, I came into this film with the expectation that this was, like, this is going to be it. They were going to, like, climax with their multiversal event, and we could move on. No. Now I'm being told this multiverse gimmick is going to drag the next decade of the MCU. Okay. Great. So, I know that that kind of went off on a tangent in this direction, but I feel like a lot of them, there was a lot of movie that was cut out of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, of this final um, version of it. There was a lot of movie, but like from what I heard, most of what was cut was the Sam Raimi stuff. What, what and wouldn't was... it have been better if we had gotten that though? Like, if, like the gore, like was like even amped up more so yeah. than it was. Uh, and again, you know, so, well, no, this isn't spoilers because the movie didn't happen this way. Um, uh, apparently, the opening scene would have been Mordo going after Wanda. Because mm-hmm. remember, I, again, over half a decade ago, maybe you don't remember, it ends with Mordo going like, "I, you know, too many sorcerers." So yeah. he's he's kind of like made himself the 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 the, the magic police. Yeah, yeah. And like anyone that's breaking any sort of magic laws, he's going after them and taking their magic, killing them, or whatever. So he went after Wanda, and then she de- decapitated him. And I guess that you that was the original opening, and the original mortal would have died. And yeah, I guess there was a lot more violence and gore. I guess originally Wanda was supposed to kill ninety percent of the magic users on the planet. Um, like she, like near genocide almost. Yeah, near magical genocide. Um, <laughs> uh, that's a fantastic <laughs> phrase. I I, I agree. Um, so uh, yeah uh and then it seems like feige's like um who hurt you Raimi? like let's pull it back uh and then added in more cameos which uh, the cameos i assume were like john krasinski or some shit like that uh or maybe even the whole fucking illuminati scene uh so this idea that like there was more story stuff, I don't know how true that is. Like, like okay. genuine like character stuff. Um, you like I said, you could include it, but the stuff that works here, I do think does work. I think there is a genuine character arc. Again, it's thin, but I'm okay with it being thin because the emphasis of the film is just crazy wacky fun. And I'm okay with a movie just being crazy, wacky fun, including, of course, a comic book movie. Okay, um, let me, let me, I mean, just a direct question. Yeah. 
How is he different at the end of the film than he is at the beginning? Because I feel like I missed that completely. I ex- I explained that. That because really the thing is is that I I I he was still stuck in the past. You know, he was still stuck in the past. You could see, you know, and just he set in his ways. He set in his ways and. Is he still not at the end of it? Like, he still, he feels like the same person throughout the entire movie. But the thing um, is, is that, like, he was never, because he, he's, he's a very arrogant character, you know, he. By the end he, he of was the able movie. To admit, he was able to admit to Christine, I mean, it's not his Christine, but he was able to, like, say, hey, you know. I love you. I love you. you I'm know? not happy, but. That's okay. Yeah. Um and, and 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 try to move forward. Yeah. Like yeah, that whole thing about admitting to Christine and then symbolically fixing his watch um as, as sort of a way of moving forward. I mean, there's a lot of uh, bowing to Wong and and sort of ad, uh what's not admitting, but sort of uh well, let's say admitting their their friendship and and sort of what it means to him. Um. Yeah, like I don't, I don't know. I I feel like that's something that the Doctor Strange at the beginning of the movie wouldn't do. Any of those? Well, I I don't know. Maybe I just maybe that just wasn't good enough for me. I don't know. It, it, it I didn't admit it's register thin, but again, like it's, it's there. It's I I don't know that that to me it's like saying like hey this slasher doesn't have enough you know philosophical discussion in it yeah okay it it, it, it just <sighs> kind of comes off that way a little bit for me um, okay yeah like i mean i see you know like i appreciate that there was a simple i mean yeah like like what peter said it was very flimsy but i appreciate that there was some sort of semblance of actual character development with the. Uh, with the uh, Mr. S- you know Doctor Strange and like cuz at the end of the first movie the only thing that he gained was magic powers and that's it. I uh, you know what? I I'll I'll you'll I'll disagree. You'll disagree. Okay. What did he learn at the end of I'm not I'm not crazy about the original Doctor Strange, but I thought mm-hmm. it had some nice character stuff. Okay. Um I thought that scene with him and the ancient one as she's dying is one of the best scenes in the MCU. Really? I thought it was really nice. Okay. Yeah. It, it, it's just, uh, the first one's about him learning not to be a selfish asshole and about the fact that it, the world doesn't revolve around him. That's why the final act that he does in the third act is him committing to spending eternity being tortured, basically, being murdered over and yeah. over and over again because... At the end of the day, as long as he's being tortured in that dimension, everyone else is safe, right? Yeah. That's a play he makes because he finally accepts it's not all about him. Okay. Um, so, again, I'm not crazy about the first Doctor Strange. But there but is some sort of semblance a, of character development yes, in there. I did like the... the, the... Okay. Um, but, yeah. 
the growth I, I like the growth I think is uh, is is definitely there the thing that I was really actually pleasantly surprised was uh, the chemistry between him and uh so so chill so so chill uh, Gomez and like her like then their interaction I feel was like really organic and and all that stuff and I and I am actually int- intrigued to see a little bit more of her character you know because like I, she she's kind of a breath of fresh air, just like character energy that we that we haven't had in the MCU in in a bit. So I so I like this uh, I like this like newfound energy, you know, and more young people. I, I'm more I'm I'm pro that. Um, I love kids, Charlie. I love kids. I, love kids. <laughs> uh, I don't think you're supposed to say that out loud. <laughs> Um, fantastic show. Uh, oh, so the mo- one of the moments that I found was like one of the best sequences, and not just this movie, but in the MCU at large. That symphonic fight. <laughs> oh yeah, I love. I loved it. That was I. I as soon as that scene like finished, I was like, okay, I I'm I'm I'm. I'm really into this movie. Um because like it was just so freaking bash it like incredible. It was there it's fun. <laughs> yeah, and it and it did it have to be symphonic? No, absolutely not. But I like the way that they they were able to like use like musical notes, you know, like oh, you know, I'm going to use the treble clef to uh conduct this spell. Oh, I'm going to I mean uh, like so many things and like the different instruments that they decided to use for the um for the sequence and also I love it cuz uh uh Takata and Fugue um the the um uh, what's it called that 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 song um it's such like a it's a horror it's a very uh horror cliche um sound and for the fact that a horror director is like using uh Takata is I think a fantastic uh, uh exuberance of the genre that he's trying to um uh, convey you know so i i really love that sequence and i i still i listened to that mm-hmm. in my car on full blast and it like i was like this mm, yes danny alphabet give me <laughs> um i love it danny alphabet fucking fantastic he did an amazing job it felt like a 90s uh superhero movie like and honestly for the better it had a bombast you know? Uh-huh. It had a bon- bombast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It had a bombast quality to it. You really noticed it in that first sequence with the eye monster. Yeah. yeah. Oh, a couple of things I want to address. Okay. So I want to I want to go and discuss. Okay. So my sister actually wrote a review that I want to read and this is uh, going to oh be my a God. This is going to be a part of my talking points, okay? All right. So she says, uh, and this is where I feel like this movie is understood. Okay, so okay. she writes, uh, my initial hypothesis was that I would I would have given this movie at least a 7, 8 at best, but it scored lower than I'd hoped. The movie started off with a dream sequence that I'm not particularly a fan of, along with, you're the person from my dream stereotype. That's a lot more common than you think, I thought. Okay, wait, hold on, hold on. 
But it wasn't a dream sequence. It wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, okay, it wasn't. It, w- it wasn't. But then it, it was, was like treated oh, as that trope. So I can okay, see what she, what she, what she's saying. I feel like when people say like, because sometimes I hate dream sequences too, where it's like someone's attacking you and then you wake up and it's like it was all a dream. Like I guess the annoying part to me is that it doesn't matter. It was just a dream. But here, like it was real. It was just in another. Uh. Universe. I don't know. Okay, go ahead. I I guess I get what she's saying. Um, I thought that James Gunn pulled off a sea creature attacking a city much better than whatever octopus was fighting New York. And yes, I get it. The demon stems from the whole X Men universe. Yada yada yada. So that made for a good monster filler that Marvel has in every movie. From then. We see that Wanda is actually severely depressed and still living a lie stemming off of her devious plan from WandaVision, where she's still I'm 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 guessing you're gonna be, gonna be very sympathetic towards her cause, um, Alexis. Um she says Wait, 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 go back. What, did she say devious? Yeah. Wait, what was devious about it? Devious plan, uh y- using uh live people to live up to her fantasy. Okay. Continue. That's pretty devious, I would say. Uh, where she, I mean, she fucked up detrimentally in WandaVision. I mean, there's no, um, there's no skating right. by that. Like Tony Stark fucked up in a lot of fucking movies oh that got a lot God. of people fucking killed that never seemed to bother you in the first place. But okay, we don't want to talk about that. That's fine. Where she's Continue. still begging for that life. So she manipulates Steven into giving up his universe for Christine. See how he, he just moved on? He okay. has yeah. no game. No, it's because I can't, I can't argue with the immovable force so well, you can't argue with the facts no that's I what can't it was argue with the immovable force so i refuse <laughs> to partake any further um, okay anyway right. and all of a sudden she's attacking all of those wizard wizards i mean the movie started 10 minutes ago and this is happening now um the rest seem to come together miserably which i didn't mind them jumping into a different universe it was just all of a sudden we have to pull in illuminati and extra cameos to get everybody clapping using the it's in the (laughs) comics or it's insert character name excuse is just another example of bad writing it was executed horribly the ending was anticlimactic you're telling me Wanda killed me hundreds or thousands, if not millions, or pe- of people only to be scared of these zombies? As a mom, you're not good enough to realize that what you're doing is wrong. Not everyone knows right from wrong, but it's just common sense for a mother. I thought she'd be a little maternal with- about all her killings at some point which she didn't suffer at all. She just decided to lock herself and take care of magic for the rest of her life, ultimately becoming a slave to her work. And her character seems so inconsistent with who she wants to care about. First, my de- first her dead parents. Now they're out of the window, and now it's Petro. Petro, you know. And now that he's dead, it's Viz. Now that he's dead, it's her kids. Why not care for all of them at once? I'm not saying stop caring about them at all. I'm just saying, like, she picks and chooses who she cares about at the moment, specifically to her convenience. Um, And I say to the first uh, talking point, 
the thing I found fascinating and where Wanda is in a multiverse of madness is that grief and depression comes in waves. Uh, sometimes you feel over it, sometimes not. It all depends on the day. What happens is what, what becomes it and what triggers it one day a depressed person would say, hey, I got the hang of this illness. I think I'm going to figure it out. Everything's going to be a-okay. And in the next fuck life i'm gonna burn everything to the ground i hate this and everything is not okay you know almost like you're sucked into a giant bagel <laughs> uh uh no no okay nobody uh so in wandavision she might have very been okay then you know at the end of it but that was just the first wave and for that i say it didn't ruin her progress in wandavision uh, like Obi-Wan says in The Force Awakens, these are your first steps. We're just crawling along witnessing the steps of her healing journey, I say. So I think that we saw the beginning of her of the healing process in WandaVision, and we're just trotting along seeing how that goes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that was my regard in terms of, uh, in terms of where wanda is in that um yeah oh uh another thing i really liked um and i i'm gonna assume that you guys really like this as well um they they pretty much snoked or ryan johnson the illuminati <laughs> and i and I'm not saying that in a negative light. I'm saying that in a very positive light where everybody expect, oh, we're going to get some badass sequences with all these cameos and all this stuff, only to be completely destroyed in two minutes. That was absolutely beautiful. I, I loved every every second of that. Okay, there's a lot you said there. Um, first of all, when it comes to America Chavez, um, that's not a character. I don't. Maybe we'll, we'll disagree here, but I didn't find her presence to be endearing. Someone or, hates women, or present. Quite frankly, um, there was just nothing to her. Um, no, no impact whatsoever. So I could care less about America, the country, and the the character in this case. Um, when it comes to the uh the whole middle part of the movie oh man i i hated it so much um i was just like <sighs> kill me so many times the whole idea of the illuminati Mamu, and I'm here to bargain and being in this movie and the cameos that were there and the reaction that the crowd, like it, it seemed to me that the only time the crowd woke up was when the cameos happened. And it's just like, I'm just sitting there waiting for somebody. I'm just praying for a sword to come through the screen and just stab me. So, can, you know, just be done with it. Um, even that post credit scene where I heard somebody behind me, I was like, Oh my God, Dormammu's daughter. And I just wanted to like burst into flames. I, um, that whole, I mean, from a from a pacing standpoint, that whole middle part of the film, it's just like the energy just is lost on me. Uh -huh. Like it just grinds to a halt. And I can't be the only one that, I, I know like a lot of people are bitching about like the title Multiverse of Madness and there wasn't enough multiverse. I don't give a fuck. Um, but it is, I think, eye-opening that one of the like 
the the multiverse in the MCU is just so wholly uninteresting. Like there is like no variation that like is like all that eye catching. Like the whole sequence where they're like in the, that they're choosing to walk through is a version of New York City with a lot of greenery. Okay, <laughs> it just goes back to New York, um, which is one of these things that these movies have. Um, and then okay, whatever, it's fine. But it, it is it does drag, and then when the, the Illuminati happens. And then we have all this uh, stuff, and quite frankly, it just verges on bad for me. Like, I know there were wonderful moments with, um, look, we have, what's his name? Patrick Stewart back in a movie. And it's great to see him, right? Uh, in this character. Anytime he's in this character, I'll, I'll, and of course, that we got that the call back to that theme song from the animated series was really well done. So again... Good points for those. Um, it did make me feel a little sad, though. Um, I don't like to be reminded about age. He did look older. Not too much older, but you know, he's in his 80s now, and he just looked a little in the face. You can see the features and everything. I'm talking about Patrick Stewart here. But, uh, like... Oh, sidestep. Sidestep. You guys are going to hate me, but you guys hate me anyway. Um, I... I'm watching Picard. I don't care. Anyway, it, it's um, pretty. It's pretty good. I'm. I'm. I could not give less of a fuck about that. Okay. Whatever. Okay. Um, I don't care. Um, I mean, <laughs> I'm just. I'm not gonna care. I'm not gonna care. Anyway, um, the whole reveal of John Krasinski, um, with Reed Richards and whatever, like. I'm just like, well, I, I already knew these were happening, but of course the crowd's reaction was just like, okay, well, I guess that's all we're really here for, right? So imagine my surprise where that whole act is just completely like turn around where Wanda comes in and viciously murders all of them. Uh, honestly, see, there could have maybe be no greater joy provided not just in this film, but maybe in any movie this year, than to hear the silence and gasps when the audience's beloved fan cast choice of John Krasinski as Reed Richards was just like turned into spaghetti pieces by Wanda. Honestly, it's moments like that. And then how like hilariously the rest of them were like offed off. Um, I, that was... I would imagine seeing a black bolt be uh, decimated like that was a, uh delicious in your eyes i don't even want to address that okay i just <laughs> that didn't happen that whole because i just feel like no good can come of addressing it well maybe later on black will happen the costume looked amazing mm -hmm. um look we got to give credit where credit is due the costume looked amazing uh but him being offed like that was funny let's be real but then so so was like Captain Carter being decapitated. But again, there, there are little moments that are buried in there that kind of like irk me on principle. You bring back Haley Atwell and again, she's like just there. Okay, fine, whatever. She, and then she has the I can do this all day line, which is like, I'm just so done. <laughs> I'm so done with it. And I wanted to kill people when she said that. It's like, I am done with Marvel. I'm done with this. Whatever. This is the thing. I... <laughs> And I think 
you're you're kind of being a glass half empty guy right now. I do. Continue. I do. I do. And this is why. Um you 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 get to Universe 818 and it's viewed as like this utopia, right? There's greenery everywhere, there's fucking tur- wind turbines. And you know, they they stopped Thanos and it looks like they have all these technological advancements and you have these ultimate heroes, the Illuminati. And you know, everyone's like, "Ooh, look at them." You know, they 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 got you got Black Bolt and Mr. Fantastic and Captain Carter and it's, you know, from a Marvel fan perspective. Black Bolt's in this movie. It's Fuck it's so you. fun, right? It's cool and the costumes are great. And then it is and then, you know, that's what it is. You know, you have the this is the universe where Ultron went right. And you have the Ultron bots, right? So so it's it's sort of this like everything went good sort of situation. And the Illuminati are arrogant because of that. And then you look under the hood and it's like, no, there was this whole thing with Stephen Strange and they ended up voting for his execution, da 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 da. So you're like, ooh, like these people aren't really who we thought they were. Um But okay. Right, but it, it's supposed to be like this perfect universe, and then Wanda comes in and fucking tears it down, right? So, so you have like the heroic, like dun da 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 da, like they jump in, uh, and, and you think they're about to, you know, save the day, and then you have the most just gruesome death scene I've seen, even in a rated R movie, in a while with Black Bolt. <laughs> and it's just immediately like you it, it it's it's like this like perfect superhero world just smashed into a horror movie and 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 it really is like to me it's the funnest thing you can do with this ridiculous cameo thing right yeah honestly it, yeah. it's the and, and, f- funnest thing you can do can before you get into how great it is, mm-hmm. and Kyle touched on something that was actually pretty important that it did st- stick out with what they do with these cameos. It felt almost Ryan Johnson esque. Oh yeah, but here's the thing: that's not who Kevin Feige is. No, this is the exact opposite of what he does. Mm-hmm. Was this on purpose? Like, th- I don't think this was intentional on his part. That's not his mo. It's it's um. I I read um high high top uh videos or movies or whatever his name is. He put his review out for um this movie out today and I watched it and the way he described it I think fit perfectly. Um that whole sequence felt like, you know, you could feel the two parents, Feige and um, <laughs> Raimi. Raimi. Feige's the one who's like, here's the Illuminati, here's here's all the fan casts. Like, we're going to give the fans exactly what they want. And then Raimi came in and he's like, let's murder them brutally. <laughs> right? <laughs> and, and, and it feels like that's what happened. Like, like you know, uh, Faggy's like, here you go. And then Raimi went, stab, stab, stab. And I, th- that to me is so funny. Like, I love it. it I is. think it works so well. I agree and with that. And it is that. a subversion I, of expectations that I think, because of that, it 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 works for me. 
Like, this is the only cameo bullshit in one of these movies in forever where I'm like, genuinely, like, I, that I, I love this. <laughs> Be, and you know what? It's even better with an audience because... <laughs> Like the audience is like, oh my god, oh my god, it's 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 the Mister Fantastic, ah, it's it's Xavier, and then Wanda comes in, crack, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and this is the first time in in I don't know when that I heard like audible gasps, yeah, in uh, yeah, in a Marvel great. film where they're like, this isn't happening, right? Because. <laughs> It's not supposed to happen in a Marvel film, you know, and, and it, it really pushes the audience out of its comfort zone. But I also think it does it for story reasons, and which is Wanda is not one to be fucked with. Like, like she is a she's a slasher villain, just yeah. just you know, when fucking swinging her way through the multiverse i and, fucking and it, love that hallway yeah. sequence well not the hallway when they were like going through like the water oh, and they're running and, from her yeah well there's a great shot where it's like um it's a pov where they're running down and mm -hmm. like it, it's like looking up and turning at, at, at like the entrance where she's gonna come from and it's like red light starts just like and, and like the the sound effects of like uh, and it shines through, and I'm like, oh my god! Like, might I add the makeup that they did to make Elizabeth Olsen, who's like gorgeous, but to make her look terrifying is another feat in itself. I feel the makeup was great, and the performance is great. Like, and the way it shot is beautiful. Yeah. Real quick on that cameo scene, Peter. Like, it does serve a story purpose. You are correct, and it, but at the same time, you can't help but like. And I think for us, it makes it sweeter, very much so. It does come across as a middle finger to all the people who were like, this was the whole reason they were excited for this movie. On Reddit, especially. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny to me. It's great. Yeah. It, I mean, it it does. I Of course, like, I don't think Sam Raimi, that, that's just his sense of humor. Yeah. Right? Like, that's the reason why. The last um, uh, end credit scene. I don't know if you saw it. It was literally just Bruce Campbell like still hitting himself, and then it stops, and he's like, "It's over," and then it cuts to black. And the joke being, the movie's over. Get the fuck out. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, <laughs> Ferris Bueller it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, why are you still here? Yeah. Like, um, but but it's like a double meaning, and uh. So for him, that's sort of just his twisted um, sense of fun. Yeah. Uh, so it's not an intentional it middle kind finger. Of no, it's not but at it all. Does it does serve as I. They do feel that way, right? They feel that way, but it's not at all intentional because we know Raimi and we know Feige, and that's not how it is. Although, interestingly enough, um, the Marvel crowd, I don't think they're crazy about it, but they're not reacting with the same hostility as Ryan Johnson received yeah. for what the the fan base perceived to be slights and insults, but in fact were not at all. Star Wars fans are a different breed. They're fucking insane. <laughs> they're crazy. Yeah, they're crazy. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah. As bad as you might think Marvel fans are... Well, even like... Because uh, Wanda has so, like hardcore fans, mm -hmm. right? 
And yeah. I'm sure some of them had issues with the way she was portrayed in the film. Uh, but for the most, <laughs> but for the most part, uh, um, I haven't seen anyone like lose their sh- like a fan petition wasn't immediately created by crazy <laughs> Wanda stands wanting to strike uh, uh, this Doctor movie Strange canon. from MCU canon yeah. and, and give us. Uh, a, 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 I don't know, a season two from WandaVision to fix it. Mm-hmm. And da, da, da. Like, none of that happened, right? I'm sure some right. were unhappy with the direction, but most were like, uh, she was badass. I liked it. Yeah, I don't know. Just, um, so yeah. A lot of Marvel fans can roll with the punches yeah. and, and find the, and, and enjoy the things that they like and not be too negative about the, the stuff they didn't like. I know, I don't know why this came to mind, but like, about like how intense some Marvel fans can be. Do you guys remember a story? I have to think this was like Avengers Infinity War because that was where like a lot of, because I remember watching the film and people gasping when Tony Stark got stabbed uh, by Thanos. Yeah, yeah that did. That, you, that was great. Yeah. But do you remember the, the story? Somebody like passed think, out, right? No, somebody went into cardiac arrest and had to be taken out on a stretcher. Oh my God. Because oh, of yeah, that I moment. That story. Yeah. Oh I my mean, God. that's survival of the fittest right there. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, Darwinism? Oh, uh, Darwinism. Matter note, one of my biggest thrills out of coming to this movie was uh, seeing the Avatar 2 trailer. <laughs> Just a minor sidestep. That trailer blew me away. <laughs> I like water. I like water, too. It's really... It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's good for you. Yeah, we should consider... Uh... Forming some kind of sponsorship with uh, any kind of like water brands. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what was the other thing? You, I think you were saying something else, Peter, about um, the cameos and whatever. Well, yeah. I mean, okay. On their own, mm-hmm. they're, they're, I, I do think like as far as cameos go, it's like, okay, I'm not like, I'm obviously still a Marvel fan, right? Yeah. So there is a sort of little, you know, the 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 kid in me who's like Professor X, looking like he does from the cartoon with the little like da 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 yeah, yeah, fun, right? Black Bolt actually looking like Black Bolt, and he even does yeah. the like little like or oh, even, he has the fork, he has the on fork, and then also with um Professor X, he does this, and they actually have like the little like. The circles. Yeah. Right. I, I noticed that too. I, yeah, yeah. You know, I was hoping like, somebody else noticed that. That was yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and of course- I was trying to think if they, if they had put that in the X-Men films. I don't think they no, did. No, that's the first time that's ever been. <sighs> yeah, I love it. And, um, and obviously, and obviously, like the theme song and and whatever. Like, it, it's great. I mean, it's like, <sighs> as much as I, 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 I hate Rise of Skywalker, like stuff like- Yoda. Be careful with those next words. <laughs> Something like the whole Yoda call back when he's lifting the X-Wing. Really? <sighs> he worked, wasn't careful with those next words. Works for me. I, he chose violence. He chose violence. <laughs> so, like... Well, you know what? I'll choose violence, too. I'm with you, Kyle. That was one of the only moments that worked in that Wanda movie. I am going on both <laughs> your asses. <laughs> this is you being reasonable. <laughs> this is me being reasonable. Uh, bitches. 
it, it, that was a that was a movie that was filled with no like feeling whatsoever. Sue us, please kill us for having like one scene where we felt, felt something. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's like the only sequence that like worked for me. But like when I see something like that, like hearing the da 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 da. Yeah. Well, I I guess my point is, I feel like this film, at least for me found a way to sort of have its cake and eat it too, right? Yeah. In some ways, that's true. Because yeah. you do see, like, fun cameo-ish stuff <laughs> that pops up. And it's like, yeah, the Marvel fan in me, uh, I have to admit, like, pff, cool, right? Yeah. Um, but then, as five you, minutes as later... You, should, you shouldn't feel ashamed about Yeah, no, about sure. that, you know? But then five minutes later, you murder them brutally to prove a point. So it's like, okay... I, I feel like I'm able to divorce have those both. two. I will I'm, say, I'm, no, like, I, I but, like that both are there. Oh, you yeah. okay. so I'm able to enjoy the the sort of cameo bullshit guilt free mm. <laughs> in a way. Alexis Moreno did have some uh, issues that she uh, voiced with me. She said about. Uh, by the way, how many times has Xavier been killed on camera? Three. This is now the third time? I think this okay. is the third time. Yeah. This is the third time. All he right. died in X3. and then By another crazy bitch. A crazy bitch. Died in Logan. By another crazy bitch. A crazy bitch. That's true. Yes. And then You died. should avoid those. He needs to avoid crazy bitches. <laughs> That's three times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, she... Um, she loved that she he was in the movie, but she... I, I guess... Um, she wasn't thrilled about particularly him, not anybody else, but him. Well, well, somebody else too. How unceremonious it was, like his exit. It's like because she, she, like she felt like to bring that actor back for this role, it seemed beneath him. I, I think that was like what she was getting at. He, no, that that's punch of crock shit. He, vo- he voiced fucking poop emoji. He did voice the poop. Yeah, that does hurt all, her argument. He all, was the voice I, of the poop emoji. All okay. arguments about that statement are invalid. She also felt as if um, I, I feel like she must have been one of the one of these like uh, on, on these like uh, fan cast teams uh, that was like campaigning for John, Krasinski to uh-huh. be Reed Richards, and so she was personally offended with. <laughs> With um, the decision to kill him like that. And here's the question that I have here. With, and I feel like it, it could go either way with, with um, whether or not her anger will persist. And I wasn't sure myself watching this. Krasinski being in this movie, does that automatically confirm he will be that character in the movie? I don't think it automatically confirms it. I think it's still a possibility. I'm hoping that he's not. Yeah. I kind of don't want him. No. Only because... Now I'm, I'm I'm a novice at this. I don't know the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I know. I guess he's the smartest man in the world. Whatever. Yeah. I, I guess he's stretchy. That's all I know. Yeah, he's stretchy. But <laughs> he is stretchy. Uh, <laughs> stretchy. It's I wasn't really. I didn't really care for the performance. It just seemed very monotone. I don't know. I think, I, I, but then I don't. I don't know how he's supposed to be as a character. So I, don't I know. think this performance, like it was supposed to be monotone. It was supposed to be like. How people expected John Krasinski to play this role, you know, and so I think that again, it's playing up to expectations, only to be decimated like 
two seconds later, it, which I feel is one of the like the strong, like one of the more stronger suits of this movie. Um, but think about this: if like if in fact the when they do the movie Fantastic Four uh-huh. and somebody else plays uh, Reed Richards, what a troll this was! That's why I love it so much. It's like here are your fan cast. Pow, 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 pow. <laughs> and um, now you're never going to get him again. Yeah. If it sticks. Now, but that's the big if. I did see with Grace Randolph, and she's one of the people that actually has her ear to the ground on these things. I did see a video where she was saying that, that the studio is considering this as an audition, quote unquote. That's what her sources claim. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. Like of all people in the industry who has a great <laughs> track record of like being right when right is right mm-hmm. grace randolph is up front and she's, center she's it, the it, hostess not, with the mostest it's not a hundred all the time but when she's right she's right yeah, yeah. i mean she's right i from- feel like her marvel stuff is like 100 percent accurate the scoops to be clear her, her points scoops. of view is oh, a no, different points thing of view are are i don't want to say dog shit they're just they're fucking insane um <laughs> But her scoops, specifically, I think when it comes to Marvel, are like dead mm-hmm. on every time. Yeah, DC, it, that's I think that gets more, much more shaky. But well, because they themselves are shaky. Because they're they shaky themselves, I guess. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, but with Marvel, I feel she's been pretty damn insanely accurate. accurate. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I will see what happens with the Fantastic Four. Um. Do you, would they, I know some people were floating Krasinski as a potential director for the film. Would that be a possibility? Would that be I think that would be a better uh, scenario. If they want to court him to, can, to like do the movie, like act, not just coming for a cameo, but do the movie. I mean, I think it's very easy to sweeten the pot and be like, directed as well. Directed starring John Krasinski. And you know, he's done fairly he's done mid to high budgeted films he's a Mm -hmm. good director i don't think he'd have any issues at all working within the marvel system um yeah he he could do it i um yeah i don't know um i'm kind of i i love the fantastic four they're marvel's first family Mm -hmm. uh but as do I, it's I'm not, I don't know, I'm not like obsessive right now over like who's gonna direct it, who's gonna play, it. and maybe that's because for years it's like been Peyton Reed and then John <laughs> Watts, and then it's just like, and then I've just been let down time after time after time after time <laughs> with Marvel, where it's like it's gonna be f- fine. Um, so. I mean, yeah, I agree with you. With Reed or Watts, I, I don't care. But but at the, with that level of name recognition, a Krasinski would be a godsend. Yeah, for sure. By comparison. I'll put it this way. I don't, whether he stars or not, I, I don't know if I care that much. If he directed, I'd be like, yeah, yeah. okay. I'm, I'm feeling it now. Now, now I'm, I'm feeling a tinge of excitement. I'm feeling it now, Mr. Krabs. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, but yeah, that when you're when 
when you're when looking at the big picture of like the next ten years of Marvel, I don't want to. <laughs> no, like well, we I can. We can, we can. Can we? No, we can. can. We but can. when you discuss Secret Wars, because you told me of this fantastic tale years ago. Um, oh yeah, I, I did. I remember. Yeah. I remember. Okay. Uh, Alexis doesn't remember, but I remember. Okay. <laughs> I I told him to, but he just just in one ear and out the other. I know um, the way it works. I but- I tend to not remember things that don't interest me. I'm sorry. And in this case, I'm still not interested. But anyway, okay. when you when you introduce me to this fantastic tale, pun intended, of uh, Secret Wars, um, I I I was like. Damn, you know what? Maybe the ten years might be worth it if if that's the route that they're taking. You should taking. read it. It's it's like um, it's not that many issues. I think it's like eight issues. Twelve, from what I read. Oh, is it twelve? It's twelve. Okay, twelve, twelve issues. Yeah. Um, it's like, I uh, it's it's crazy. It's really good. Um, yeah. I I think they could pull off a version of Secret Wars in a movie, but they'd have to build up to it. Like, in real time, the comics, I think, built up to it over, like, two years of constant comics. And, mm-hmm. like... Well, it seems like they found their next Infinity War slash Endgame. Yeah, for sure. Um... There is literally nothing above that, though. Like, Secret Wars was as big as it gets. Because so. it's a multiversal story. Oh, it's it's about the end of everything. The first yeah. issue ends with, rest in peace, the Marvel Universe, like, 1920-something to, like, 2015. Because everything died. Um, and it's really it's... intriguing, because I thought, like, my original um, perception, I think that's the word, was I thought that the next Loki, like not the next Loki, the next, the next Thanos was going to be Kang. Uh, I mean, who knows? Maybe Kevin Feige wants to switch out Doctor Doom for Kang. Uh-huh. I don't think he should because I think Doctor Doom really works as like the cuz doctor doom kind of is like the villain of the marvel, marvel universe yeah cuz he that motherfucker is everywhere in the marvel yeah. world so like, um he has his pockets and everything you know he you know he's made deals with you know green goblin but also he's talked to thanos as well i mean he's just like that, that motherfucker is everywhere in terms yeah. of like the story so i could i could definitely like see that so the when you're painting the picture of like kang being maybe the loki of of phase yeah. four and all that stuff i i was actually i'm like hmm, like beard stroking maybe maybe but that would imply phase four is a thing like just an interconnected storyline um well i don't think he would be the um the what do you call it the loki of phase four it would be phase five phase five because his first appearance is going to be in Quantumania. Quantumania. Yeah. And it seems like Phase 4 ends with the first Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, in 2023. Uh, but yeah. Quantumania comes out next year. Yeah. 
But that's before Fantastic. I said the last movie of Phase Four is the first Fantastic Four movie. I guess I'm making the assumption there will be sequels, but I mean, of course. Yeah. Um, Okay. So yeah, maybe Phase Five would be that. I don't know, but I mean, I they've been pretty dead set on multiverse shenanigans for the entirety of Phase Four. Um. If you don't count two of the films that have also released, uh, but if you look at like three, three of them, three, what, why? What are the three, three films are not multiverse? What are, name them? Black Widow, Shang Chi, Eternals. Oh fuck! Yeah, I forgot. Did about... you forget about Black Widow? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> we that's don't a talk regular about Widow. No, 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 no. Um. <laughs> But, you know, you got Loki, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Quantumania will be somewhat What similar. if, which nobody saw? What if? And and yet still won an award what somehow ifs? over things like Arcane by the Critics' Choice. I don't understand that insane choice. What if people actually watched it? That's an, an alternate I only, timeline. I only watched one episode, and that's because it was, like, Guardians-orientated. But not Peacemaker. You really <sighs> opened yourself up to that, and I didn't go there, Kyle. He did, but I don't. Okay. Um, <laughs> let me. Uh, I I want to just quickly shout out some of the major things I liked about this because they say a lot, like how I like the style, I like the stuff, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But I'm not. I feel like I haven't really given. Very many specifics. May I begin with that since I've been the most negative here? Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, you know, Rachel McAdams, I feel it kind of elevates everything she's in. Yeah. Like her presence, like she's got presence as an actor. She's like great, but everything. she's also a fugly slut. <laughs> <laughs> I am not going to address that comment. No. I will just reference? say she looks fantastic in red hair. Oh, I don't think he does. Um, no, I don't, and I'm gonna move past it because oh. I don't get it. Now, wait, you've n- never seen Mean Girls? Uh, no. Oh. Anyway, the That's thing like is this: Rachel McAdams, like quintessential viewing. Like, if you have are, you seen Peacemaker, Kyle? Or, no, shut the fuck up. <laughs> now that has nothing. No, we're going to do, back on that has nothing to it, do with it. I'm not. You call yourself a James Gunn fan? Well, mm-hmm, okay. Anyway, well, anyway. Anyway, but mean girls, every early 2000s people who grew up in that era, mm-hmm. like that is quintessential. It's one thing not to watch freaking. It's really peace, rich, peacemaker. you know, the hypocrisy in which you stand on. It's, you know, you have wait, no, listen, no leg to stand on any it, of this. You call it, yourself a no, James Gunn fan for years, and with, yet you refuse nothing, to see Alexis, Peacemaker. Alexis, no, this has, you no, have Alexis, forfeited shush, the right shush, to criticize shush, anybody Alexis, else Alexis, for not watching no, anything. Listen, listen, that you it has nothing to do with and he took off his earbuds like a wandering child. Okay, so the thing is, is that it has nothing to do with watching somebody's filmography okay this is just quintessential like early 2000s shit you can't call yourself an early 2000s kid you can't am call- i gonna be allowed to finish Wait, what i was saying peter can i continue with the things that i that i like about mean the film girls. it's just one of those things it is a cultural are we phenomenon. talking about mean girls here or dr strange in the multiverse of madness i'm sorry what review is this 
So I haven't seen Mean Girls. Kiss my ass. I don't care. Anyway, let's get back to what I was saying. Uh, Rachel McAdams, uh, that moment with the, by the way, those uh, ghoulish demons that were attacking Doctor Strange. I love the design and I love the the sound of their voices. Uh, the, kind of like the classic ghost effect. But when they were coming out of uh, Strange's body in the other realm and they were also going after Christine... Um, and I love that line of like, go back to hell. And then she like blew them up. It was perfect. <laughs> I wanted, I wanted more of those moments. Yeah. Um, what was the other part of it? There was another one. Um, I love how you get to see moments where the, the characters themselves get to be frightened and they get to scream about like what's happening here. America does that sometimes when like they're being chased by Wanda in that wonderful hallway sequence. Also when strange like um, finishes his fight uh, with the other strange and he gets like impaled. And then like when the eye opens and she's like, and then Christine screams like beautiful, beautiful moments that just feel so human. Don't they? And that's just those wonderful little like examples that are missing from so many of the Marvel films that Sam Raimi kind of like put back in here. I loved it. Um, I agree. And, and, and adding to those human moments, I really loved the uh, octopus eye fight. Yes. To me, it, that's like classic, classic superhero stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's at a wedding and. He jumps out, throws on his cape, and flies through New York wow. City. Wow, that um, was great! Yeah, that was a great entrance, mm-hmm. a great transition. And to, you know, uh, there's throughout the entire fight, there's constantly people around. You're constantly seeing people run everywhere. There's a great shot while um the 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 octopus demon is climbing the building that you get an inside view of people inside the building watch it go up. And mm-hmm. it's like, that's so Spider-Man, right? Yeah. Because throughout the entirety of Spider-Man, he never forgets to have the um, the the average bystander perspective of everything yeah. that's going on. Um, and it's, it's just such a classic, fun, superhero action mm-hmm. uh, adventure scene, right? And then it, it just tops off with the perfect... That just yanks out <laughs> that the eye. sound effect. And yeah, there, there was a literal pop sound effect. We're like, Boop. um, so good. Um, that's the stuff that I'm like. If every um superhero movie had this, I'd be good. Like, yeah, uh, I really would. That's the yeah. reason why I'm like, I my favorite uh, Wonder Woman movie is that five minute sequence in the mall. Right, yeah, <laughs> because that's all I—that's all I need. It, it's goofy and fun, and um, yeah, Kyle, you don't have to watch the whole movie, but if you get a chance, just watch that mall sequence. Yeah, in the oh, you haven't seen 84. it. Mm-hmm. You don't. You, oh, you really don't have to. But just no. watch the sequence where she's in the mall. Like, if that one sequence was like the whole film, I'd fucking love it. <laughs> okay, it, it's just—it's just fun. Um, uh, who the. The actress who's the original uh, Wonder Woman, um, Linda Carter. Linda, it's like a Linda Carter throwback. It's it's great. Um, okay. So, and I think I said this when I walked out of the movie. Um, the beginnings half felt very much like classic superhero Raimi, like all this the Spider Man stuff he yeah. did. Um, and then once <laughs> just classic uh, uh, mm-hmm. superhero shit in general. Cause oh, like- for sure. Because, like, that whole, like, even, like, with the Fantastic Four, like, with them on the bridge and 
and shit oh, like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. like saving people. Yeah, there there used to be a human element to to the film. To saving people instead yeah. of like, oh, everything has to be like, you know, multidimensional we don't even discuss. And, yeah. and all that stuff. Um, fuck the humans and all that stuff. This is, yeah. you know, so like I, I appreciate uh, the, I, it's almost, it's almost intimate in that way. Yeah, you for know? sure. So, um, so that to, to me, I was like, that's really great how the first half is not like that. And then once you get towards the middle in the second half, it, it he Raimi just goes full horror, classic horror Raimi. Yeah. You said um, something interesting when we were in the car going, uh, coming back from the theaters and you said that it's like he was working with his uh, filmography backwards. Yeah. Because um, you have a lot of the great Spider-Man stuff. And then towards the middle, it's like semi horror ish stuff. So it's you get a lot of Dark Man. Have you guys ever seen Dark Man? Um, it's basically Sam Raimi's version of Batman, um, starring mm. Liam Neeson. It's fantastic. Oh God! Okay. Yeah. Uh, he has a particular he's this set of skills. Dis- disfigured scientist who uh-huh. um, wears like wraps. Um, and, and he can't like a feel. Uh, yeah, kind of. Um, look it up, Dark Man. It's really good. You know, I wanted to also say there were some people out there that were criticizing the hokey elements. Oh man, I'm glad there weren't as many as I thought there would be. But for the ones, I'm thinking of you know Randolph. I'm thinking of John Roca. Get fucked. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, seriously, get the fuck fucked. Get the fuck be- fucked. <laughs> because like those moments, like matter they feel i i don't know I've like seen, what oh, so, okay continue sorry no no you know you can sorry go. i've seen this poster of dark man oh yeah 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 franny mcdormand's in it too that's cool mm-hmm. okay good to people sorry. you know latching on to this idea that hokey is bad i don't know hokey is real like to me some of my favorite moments of the movie were um Again, ultimately, I don't care about the relationship, but strange, you know, saying, you know, Christine, I love you in every universe, that that meant something. I felt something. That was romantic that was real. as fuck. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, like, right. And then also with um, America Chavez, well, he, I know he's in that, like, hilariously ridiculous, like, corpse <laughs> makeup, but damn, Benny Benedict delivers it with, like... Yeah. Um, like you had the power was in you all along, and you feel it. That- the reason why I say I think it's self aware is because at the end, when it like zooms in and he gives her like a zombie wink, like it, like it's so <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Like that one, um, like it, it was in the trailers. It was in the trailers. Um, but that scene of like him like harnessing the power of all those like spirits as a zombie oh that was so good that was so good is absolutely like i was like yes yeah give me that was so good that that shit was fantastic well i don't i don't think i can say i love the movie in that moment i was like i'm in love You know? I'm in love with it visually. It looks so good. Just, just, and how it was executed in that sequence was great, girl, too. You Wait, look so it, fine. It's it's literally like 1930s Frankenstein when it's like the lightning and then. Right? Like, yes. And, and, he come, and he's like contorting everywhere. And then like the, the demons are like, wah, 
ah, we're gonna swallow your soul. Ah, like they're they're yeah. they're like a little Stephen Strange. Stephen Strange. <laughs> you have broken the eternal rule. <laughs> and then, like, just when he comes up, and all the hands are all it, it's just visually amazing. And then when they're like surrounding him, and even when they're surrounding Wanda, the way the camera like. It's like just hoops, like, yeah. You can see the camera move in yes, this movie. That's ins- Imagine it's not that on a tripod this time. <laughs> like speaking of camera, uh, <laughs> well, they they moved the tripod. Um, there's this great that great shot and great edit where um, when she's they, they stab the dark hold and again another horrific death, and yeah. she's like sort of moving in and out of you know 616 universe and 838 and like she's trying to hold on to her kids and it, it it's just like these cuts in between her as the the scarlet witch and then her as the mother oh, and the others and it's like just that was so good yeah and it just cuts and then the cuts slow down and then it stops and yeah. it's like okay she's back um I like just little things like that where it's like, oh, it's like it's being made like it's a movie. Like the director's yeah. trying to convey emotion, not just through words, just shooting like it, visually, you know, not yeah. just he's trying to be a visual storyteller. Um, oh, and then with the zombie sequence that they really kick out the the like the rock, the the like metal, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it I've, makes sense that uh, a guy from a former rock band would add in electric guitars, you know? Well, yeah, because to him, he's like, witches, demons? Okay, that, that's that's metal. It's just a bunch so of let's... weird science, am I right? <laughs> I honestly think I would love the film if I actually like liked the protagonists and loved yeah. them as characters. I mean, I get the... The limitations for you. And, and I said this going in. To me, it was like Aquaman. Where mm. Aquaman, um, you know, I, I guess maybe you have a little bit more with Jason Momoa just because he's like, hell yeah, my man. Like, like he's you, got a lot of personality. You, you latch on to the broness of it. <laughs> um, but it's like. <laughs> what a way I'm, to I'm, describe it. <laughs> the broness. Yeah, like I'm not invested in the love story with amber heard i'm Who not would be amber heard? Yeah. more like Never heard amber turd oh well yeah there we go there's another direction i'm not that invested with him getting his mom back uh nicole kidman yeah. or just really much of anything right like like what i am invested in is just fun the, the pop saturday morning cartoon Power Rangers over the top yeah. extravaganza fun that it is, right? And, and yeah, that's a movie I can just throw on and be like, I I I'm in heaven for this kind of shit. And I do feel a very similar way to this one, right? Where it's mm. like emotionally, I get it. There's not much to latch on to. I latch on to a, a bit of it. I do, but for the most part, my experience is just all about just the. The whiz bang Sam Raimi madness of it all. Um, that's where I really pull my enjoyment from. I I, I was going to take this opportunity to uh, uh, say where I rank this film, 
Well, before we get to that,、uh-huh. we haven't really talked much about、uh, the the Wanda controversy, have we? Do we want? Oh no, yeah,、that? let's let's talk about that. Yeah, that's that's a pretty big deal, right? Because a lot of people,、um, I guess my, my my main issue with the whole Wanda thing is not so much its inconsistencies.、Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure if that's the right word to use.、Uh, inconsistent. I mean. I think the argument is there that it's a natural progression, and she、uh, should have been the villain of this movie. I'm not necessarily opposed to her being the villain of the film. I guess to me, what I was disappointed to with was the lack of nuance. Now, again, you could probably throw it in my face. Well, why are you expecting any kind of like nuance or interesting aspect to then just being the bad guy in a Marvel movie? Okay, sure.、Um, was she an effective villain? Yes, she was. Was she filmed brilliantly and 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 appropriately as a horror movie villain? Oh yeah, and you definitely felt it. And Olsen gave it, and so did Sam. No issues there. I guess to me,、um, this is a character I had so much like empathy and like love for in the, her previous project, and here I loved her as like a, a horror movie villain. I don't think I cared about her as a character. Her as Wanda. Turn, I, I just, and I'm sorry to say, like the only moments I think to me where I felt the emotion, like that shot you described when she's being pulled out of the multiverse when you know the dark hold is like destroyed. Before the fact, we have that wonderful transition when、uh, Wong asks Strange about like, do we know any? Oh、witches? yeah, that was really good.、And We have the little like WandaVision theme, the music cued in, and then we have, you know, Wanda with her kids. Yeah.、Um, and then of course she wakes up. So that I think to me I felt the most for. I I guess to me, as much as I love Wanda, it just it it made me not like her so much as like it, when she kept saying I'm not a monster after she's on a murder spree, <laughs> like so many fucking times. In her defense, and- she warned them. Get the fuck out of my way, bitches! She was being reasonable. She was being reasonable. <laughs> reasonable.、Um, and so, I, like, I'm not、yeah. saying like ultimately, like, it's the worst thing in the world. Like, I, it's just so much less interesting for me as a fan of this character. And I know she's going to be in more projects、um, going forward. I think she may even have her own movie. Who knows? At this point, she is a very popular character. We had people walking in our theater dressed as Wanda. Several people. Her. I'm gonna take a step back and like introduce the synergy of it all,、uh, but her introduction, her introduction at the parks, has been really, really, really high received. Like everybody's stoked about her being in the parks. Did you hear? I, I was、uh, real quick though,、uh, because of how the- I wonder what what impact this has this movie has on on like the reputation of the character, not the popularity. But like I noticed, I I heard、uh, John Campia on YouTube talk about like there was a story he was talking about this like in his crowd there was this、uh, little boy that had a Wanda doll with him in the beginning of the film, and then when the film was over he didn't want that Wanda doll near him and then give it back to his mom I think、uh, as they were walking out of the film, so I wonder what this does to like people liking the character. Just curious to to point out there. Sure. Maybe. Just doesn't、um, seem fair. Um,、yeah. I mean, all the cool kids would love her even more, but that's just me.、Um, I, I- <laughs> kid sounds like a fucking square. Uh, I, 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 you know what? I'll say it. This feels a bit like sexism. 
I'll say it. Uh, There's a lot of that going around with this character in general, to be but clear I about say that. But, it, but in this the movie, opposite. What, what, okay. Uh, I, I'm coming in a very different direction. Okay. Male, a lot of male comic characters are allowed to be evil and fun, and everyone loves it. Loki killed thousands, and he was evil. And people he was redeemed. Now he's a hero. But even when he was still a villain, people loved Mm -hmm. him. I remember they went crazy for him after the Avengers, right? And then part of it is Tom Hiddleston as well. Well, but no, but no, 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 no. don't don't, shut the fuck up because um, (laughs) uh, Elizabeth Olsen just has has just as much charisma and fun. So this Tom Hiddleston, fuck you. And then another thing. There are male villains that people, children, love. And they are fucking evil, like Mm -hmm. the Joker, right? That motherfucker just kills people relentlessly. For fun. Green Goblin. And guess what? Kids (laughs) love the Joker. The Green Goblin, right? But then all of a sudden, when it comes to Wanda, we're clutching our pearls and being like, oh, I don't. I know you weren't saying it to be clear. That's uh-huh. not where I was coming. No, no, from, I Anna, know. There a lot but of I am hearing a lot of people say that. And I say, fuck yeah. you. Like, why can't we ever let women just be fun villains? Like, like this is crazy to me. Um, and then also have those heel turns, right? This whole mm-hmm. thing of like, well, she can't be redeemed anymore. Okay. Motherfucker that was crying at the end of the Loki show. Shut the fuck up. Um, uh, it, in in Avengers alone, it said he killed like eighty people in two days. Uh, I like. I don't want. <laughs> he has adopted. That's before the battle. That's before the battle of New York. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to hear it with that bullshit about can she be redeemed? Okay. Um, there's no shortage of like characters in the MCU itself that have like were villains and are now heroes. Yeah. Too. And if you want to go even further, um, uh-huh. how many people were killed by Ultron because of Tony? Like, like it, it can go on and on in that those kinds of directions. Like if we're holding people accountable, you know, and weighing that yeah. measure. But it, I wonder, side uh, sidestep. Like, it'll be funny if people start dating like the time the MCU timeline, like Star Wars, like before the Battle of New York, before the Battle of Yavin. We're already there, Kyle. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Fandoms already they they, already they there. go by phases. So I I doubt. I I think Marvel's just set on the whole phase thing. Mm. Yeah. Um. But the other thing, uh, maybe nuance isn't the right word. But you've said from what for what I'm gonna say, it is I think for what you said. You said that you feel that a lot of the nuance was stripped of uh Wanda in this film. Um, I don't want to say that I feel the opposite and that she was mm-hmm. actually given nuance, but I feel like the character was actually allowed to be interesting. Um, uh, That's fair. Uh, yeah. Be- because the biggest issue for me, because uh, a lot of people have an issue with uh, the jump from WandaVision to this film, and I don't think the film is the issue. I think that last episode of WandaVision is the issue. And I have felt that since the finale of WandaVision. Because yeah. one, what the finale of WandaVision does is gives her a fucking pass. And, and, mm-hmm. and because they're like, well, 
you know, we want to, again, we want to try and have our cake and eat it too, but we don't want to do the work. So we wanted to tell this uh, compelling story where Wanda kind of fucks up bigly, but by that word bigly, by the time we end the series, we want you to go like, oh, but she's a hero. She's a good guy. And we don't want you to have any ill feelings towards her, which is Peter, bullshit. Real quick, was that was that ending that you just mentioned yeah. right now that you had an issue with with WandaVision, yeah. where the the show gives her a pass? The, I have seen some suggest that the reason why it ends that way was to prime her for the movie that is Multiverse of Madness. Um, for sure, and they did a shit job. Mm-hmm. Um, because again. A lo- no one these people they just know that they're supposed to hand the baton of these characters off but they don't they have no idea what the film's going to be they haven't looked at the scripts a lot of times the scripts aren't even written um, and you'd think they would be purview to that if they're working with marvel studios yeah but in order to be safe and rather to be um safe than sorry they always just sort of leave the character in the same state that they found it. Another great example of that, which also really fucked up a, a final episode, was in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, where you had mm. this interesting story with um, douchebag Captain America. And yeah. then in the last episode, they just do a 180 and they're like, oh, he's yeah. a good guy now. Yeah. What the fuck? Like, he literally was... murdered a dude in broad daylight with the Captain America shield. But because yeah. with full they know that the killing. characters... Yeah, but they but because they know the character is supposed to be another That was an project, execution. Complete. That was an execution, yeah. And it was filmed that way. You were supposed to be disgusted and shocked. But then by the end of the, the, the episode, it's just like, oh, well, he's a good guy now. He quoted Abraham Lincoln. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, what do you... What is this, right? And again, that's the issue. Remember that moment? In, wait, remember this moment in a presidential debate in 2016 where, where um, what was it? Donald Trump referenced "Honest Abe" oh, and yeah. it was, was using that to attack Hillary Clinton. Yeah, and like the weirdest, strangest thing. That's America. I- <laughs> God bless her. Um. So yeah, <laughs> I the the biggest the worry that I had was that they would make her the villain, but she's not really the villain, guys, because mm-hmm. we can't have any of our heroes getting their hands dirty, because if they get their hands okay. dirty, we can't sell toys to conservative mm-hmm. parents in the Midwest who might already have an issue because she's called a witch. And, you know, we, we don't <laughs> want our souls to burn when we go to church Sunday morning, even though we're fucking the pastor boys in the back. You know, like th- this is this is the issue, uh, and instead of um, again being pussies about it and not mm-hmm. having her the villain, but not really, no, they go all the way. She yeah. has a complete villain turn, and I like that because so guess much what? so that they cut out a lot of the gore yes. in the movie. And you know what? Guess what? We have like fifty main characters in the MCU. Yeah. How about we take one and actually do something interesting? Give them an entirely different character direction for once. And they did it. Um, so yeah, no, it works for me. Um now, do I agree? Is it a bit of a whiplash coming from WandaVision to this uh movie? It is. It isn't. If you skip that last episode of WandaVision, (laughs) 
Um, I if you skip that last one, it kind of works perfectly. It's a little confusing, but it works perfectly. Um, as far as her trajectory, again, I think the fuck up is in that last episode, but it's mm-hmm. not really their fault. It's the nature of the beast of the MCU, yeah. where everything has to revert to sort of its its original state. Um, if you if we hand you a hero, we expect you to give us back a hero, um, and that kind of thing. Uh, but at, at the end of the day, I under I I think the biggest issue isn't that she was the villain; it's that a lot of MCU fans only watch MCU movies. So when yeah. so when they saw like actual like murder and mayhem and fucked up shit, that's like three extra steps too far for them, and it's due to their hero. But to me, that just made me love the film even more. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, ditto. Like, I, again, like, I mentioned it before. Like, I like I feel like this right here, we... Like, yeah, she she fucked up big time in, uh, in WandaVision in terms of, like, possessing all those uh, people you know and i'm not excusing all the other mcu characters who have fucked up in the past alexis um but i'm just saying that like yeah she did a a messed up thing and all that stuff but you know she's growing okay our girl boss is growing you know and like yeah this, and you know i just and the thing is ahead, that uh, like somebody who also has to you know find coping mechanisms and and is still trying to work on, on you know himself or her or their self, and it's just, I I I completely you know empathize with what Wanda is going through, even at her most diabolical, even at her most vicious, you know, and I I completely empathize with that because you know why? Because you know what, healing is a very messy process. It is. I it, like if somebody told me that it was gonna be a, a piece of cake. If I were to turn back to that person, I would have say that they're full of shit because it is not a clean process. It's a very messy process, and the fact that it is being displayed up in front center with her character. I think makes her character a little bit more fascinating than we saw her in Captain America Civil War, you know, or, you know, and before. Now I feel like we're actually having, like, a good chunk of character. I mean, it started with WandaVision, but I feel like it's starting to grow progressively throughout the whole entire series. So when seeing that, I'm actually, uh, in, I'm actually thrilled to what they're going to do with her character next and see the next stage of her, you know, of her growing because seeing her from the beginning, you know, trying to cope with, you know, using the guise of, of fantasy as her coping mechanism that didn't work okay uh let me just fuck up the multiverse you know and just and just take her from there i think is a good uh is a good next extreme to that uh to that growth so i I, so yeah i i absolutely love what they did with wanda in this movie because because of that 
Am I making any sense? No, yeah, I, 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 I get think it. you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted to be clear here, that dig was not directed at you. I was just, I mean, Peter brought up and mentioned the sexism here. I mean, that's part of what's been going on as well here at the end. What happened with WandaVision, so many people were, like, calling for, like, the arrest or the execution of Wanda after, like, what happened with Westview. I didn't hear those people talk about all the, you know, the bad things Tony Stark ended up doing and all the harm and damage and people and lives that he personally was responsible. That was seemingly all absolved. Um, at the very end, um, yes, he saved half the universe. That's true. It's also true at the, at the end, Wanda freed everybody. And then also at the end of this film, she destroyed the Book of the Damned, right? What was it? The Darkhold? Uh, yeah, the Darkhold. And uh, and all the universes. So it's like, okay. It's a good thing. Remove temptation thing. for everyone across all existence. Like mm-hmm. destroying um, the Infinity I, Stones. I really hope... Because I think it would be fucking sweet. We do get a, a Wanda movie film. Yeah. I could see I want it. a film. I, I could yeah. see a film. Um, hope they don't uh, take for... 10 fucking years to do it. No, I, I hope not. Um, a lot of There's people too are... much money to wait 10 years for a movie for the Scarlet Witch. A lot of people are calling for like Cthon, the first demon, to be the, uh, the villain. And there is a precedent for that um, within the comics. Uh uh they they name drop him they say um like oh when kathon the first demon crawled uh, came into existence he crawled his evil spells onto this um you could have what's her name um agatha be a supporting mm-hmm. character within the film she'll come back uh-huh. yeah uh because she's own show the multiverse is real if they make the film anytime soon um, you can have X Men in there, and, and sort of because she, I think Elizabeth Olsen has talked about how, like, yeah, she really wants, um, some X Men stories to incorporate that into uh the future. But you know, it's this multiverse of madness. Uh-huh. This was like the House of M story, right? Oh, That's yeah, it. sure, it's done yeah. Now. yeah, yeah. Okay, it's so it's so cool. Like, I saw on Twitter, like, just a flashback. Of her talking about, she was doing press for Age of Ultron, and they're like, any particular storylines you would love to do, and she said, I would really love to do House of M. Yeah, I saw that, and she described basically what this movie is. Yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty freaking yeah. cool. I, she got mm-hmm. what she wanted, you know. <laughs> I mean, you know what would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody starts like bringing up uh, who's going to be the villain of the Scarlet Witch. The Mephisto conversation begins all over again. <laughs> a demon would be the main villain. It probably, I, I mean, you could throw Mephisto in there, but um, that would be funny though. That'd be great. <laughs> the Mephisto. It'd be funny if they, okay. if he does show up, but he gets Illuminatied. That would be great. Okay, so uh, shall we get to the ranked stuff? Oh. Um, well, I like to include the entirety of the MCU when I rank the MCU. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. there are certain individuals uh, within this current podcast 
who have serious issue with including the MCU on the MCU list. So to prevent any further antagonism, I will only be speaking about the films as they are, well... 28 movies. Those that were released in theaters. Okay. Mm. Um... If we count those that released in theaters, I believe <laughs> Multiverse of Madness does crack my top 10 at number 10. Um, it is directly in front of, and I know this is controversial, and maybe it would change a little bit, but I don't know, uh, Thor Ragnarok. You never cared for the film all that much anyway, so it's not really much of a surprise. I, I, um, I like it. it, it cared really it as did. much as everybody else. You yeah, not, like not, as, movie, much as, not as much else. as everybody yeah. else. Everybody else loves Thor Ragnarok. I dig <laughs> Thor Ragnarok a lot. Yeah. There's a lot to like. I think I put, I think I sent my, my ranking. Do you know what? Where, well, I mean, it's because you you also put in the TV shows in there, so it's hard to gauge what fucking number it is. It was it was films. somewhere in the middle. No, actually, I think it was in the lower end. It was not in the middle. That's for sure. You had it pretty low, if I remember. Let me bring up our sponsor hmm. letterbox. Oh, first thing I first thing I open up is uh is the list. Yeah, for right now it's it's at twenty one. Ridiculous. And that's in that's including the T V shows as well. Yeah. I mean I I think like for me, as far as like character stuff is concerned, it's like at the bottom. No, not the very bottom, but toward the bottom. Mm-hmm. But I have to factor in obviously all of the wonderful little things that I loved about it. And that I think just the, the small moments throughout the film, I think, make much more of a impact with me than the entirety of most of these movies. So let me just fix something real quick. Um, okay. This really speaks to how um, I just... <laughs> the MCU's not doing it. I'll, I'll say 15. I can see that. I'll say 15. Some yeah, of 28. See. Yeah. Because there's for sure um, films I have uh, in back of it that I know you would have in front. Like, I know you would have Internals in, Eternals in front. I know you would have Ragnarok Internals. in front. I know you would have Endgame in front. Um, I, I... After that, I don't know. Oh, you probably well, I, I, have a Spider-Man Far From Home in front, right? Far From Home? Or No Way Home. I can I mean, I can read the list to you right now, because uh, I haven't shared it with you. Okay. Um, real quick, I, I did see this movie three times. I don't know if I mentioned it. Yeah. Um no, I, I no I, I saw it three times. Oh okay. Did I mention that? No, I, I saw it three times just to be sure about how about I felt about this movie. So okay. No, yeah, I because like after Eternals, I can't be sure anymore. So I have to like give it another chance to see if it like 
st- if it stays oh, no. the same or if it's changed a little bit. So I went back to the theater and I saw it a third time on my computer because uh-huh. Why I not? can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the things that do stick out visually are just big winners. So um, let me see if I can have this real quick. So uh, 28 was Ant-Man and the Wasp. 27, The Incredible Hulk. 26, Black Widow. 25, Cap. No, 24, Shang-Chi. 25, Captain Marvel. 23, Far From Home. 22, The Dark World. 21, Doctor Strange. 20, Ant-Man. 19, Black Panther. 18, Iron Man 2. 17 is Homecoming. 16 is No Way Home. 15 is Multiverse of Madness. 14 is Thor. 13, Age of Ultron. 12, Iron Man 3. 11, Thor Ragnarok. 10, um, Iron Man I cannot make up my mind. I, I want to say nine Eternals, n- eight Avengers, seven Civil War, six Infinity War, five the first Avenger, four Guardians, one, three Guardians, two, two Avengers and Endgame, and one the Winter Soldier. So, mm. okay, yeah, I think the one that I didn't anticipate was Thor above it, the first Thor. So, yeah. On my, I I like the first Thor. I remember I, I it very too. fondly. Yeah, I think I like it more than I used to. Yeah. Okay, maybe we can do an audio commentary. My, again. <laughs> mine is kind of mine is kind. Well, I I feel like we have all like different lists, like very starkly different lists. Um, very much so. Like there were some that I have on on the top that you have at the bottom, which yeah. is fair. I mean, we all have different like tastes, tastes. and all that stuff. Yeah. So, uh, thirty two, uh, I have, uh, and I'm including the TV shows. <laughs> I'm sorry, Alexis. Okay. I'm sorry, but wait let's... a minute. No, wait. No, stop. If you're gonna use the TV shows, then let me get my TV show li- list out. Then, if we're gonna do that, number right. one that is Agents of Multiverse of Madness, guys. Number one so, is uh, Agents of Shield for you for sure. Okay, you know what? I'll just I'll just do the Disney Plus shows then. Let, I'll, I won't cause a conniption fit. Uh, so the Disney Plus shows, um, I liked from least to most. Hawkeye at the bottom, uh-huh. then Falcon the Winter Soldier. So okay, so how many? There's been five. So five Hawkeye, yeah. four Falcon and Winter Soldier, three Loki, two Moon Knight, one WandaVision. If we're including the Disney Plus originals, I know that causes a conniption fit with some people, but fine, that's where it stands. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I forgot to put Hawkeye on there. <laughs> I know. I noticed it. Yeah. It was, I wasn't gonna say anything, but <laughs> yeah, I was like. Oh yeah, that exists. Hold on a second. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Did you want to read your list, Peter? Nah. Well, after after Kyle. Okay. Then I Kyle just wanted to enough. point out where what number it was at. Okay, so mm-hmm. real quick, number thirty three now <laughs> is uh, the Incredible Hulk. Uh, number thirty two, Ant Man and the Wasp. Number 31, Black Widow. Number 30, Thor, The Dark World. Number 29, Ant-Man. Number 29, The Eternals. <laughs> Number 27, uh, Iron Man 3. Uh, 26, Doctor Strange. Number 25, Black Panther. 24, Far From Home. Number 23, Captain Marvel. Number 22, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Number 21, Thor. Number 20, Hawkeye. 
Number 19, Captain America, the first Avenger. Number... <laughs> I know, I know, I know. That's fine. I know. That's fine. Um, number 18, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Number 17, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Number 16, Spider-Man No Way Home. Number 15, Division. Uh, number 14, Avengers Age of Ultron. Number 13, Moon Knight. Number 12, Loki. Number 11, Number 11, Shang-Chi. Number 10, Iron Man 2. Number 9, Thor Ragnarok. Captain America the Winter Soldier at number 8. Infinity War 7. Endgame 6. Civil War 5. Avengers 4. Guardians of the Galaxy uh, 3. Iron Man 2. And number one is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Are you okay, Peter? Moon Knight? What was that, 13? Yeah. Okay. Did you finish Moon Knight? I haven't. I, I, I still have two episodes. Okay, because I, I put um, Moon Knight pretty high as well. I, it's my second favorite of the Disney Plus uh, Marvel series. And if I'm putting all of the other Marvel shows, it's in my top five. Mm. I really like Moonlight. Moon, Moonlight. 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 I keep making Moonlight. Um, I think we're done, guys. Anything else to say? Uh, no. If you want, go ahead. Say something. No? Well, thank you so much for listening uh, to our wonderful thoughts and ramblings here on Red Spotlight, the place where we talk about all the latest stories come out of the world of movies and more. And, of course, we always have more coming. The next time you will hear from us, we will talk about the next uh, feature from Alex Garland, the filmmaker that brought you Ex Machina and Annihilation. It is the next horror feature called Men, uh, which is appropriate considering the country that we live in and the world that we reside. So, Men! And, and of course, keep it here for... Uh, Obi-Wan, Miss Marvel, and Stranger Things 4, as well as anything else happening in the month of May and June. Uh, stand our spotlight. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you, Peter. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.